The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 290. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I get to take your questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med form over at premedforms.com and answer them here on the podcast. If you haven't gone over there to sign up for a free account, you should do so today. Today, I have a great question from someone who's been out working in a hospital setting and now wants to go back to become a physician. Before we jump into the question, though, the MCAT Minute brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. One of the great questions that we get these days is, how soon is too soon to start studying for the MCAT? Can I study as a freshman or first year? Can I study as a second year? And the answer is, with Blueprint's new flashcard set and flashcard tool, you definitely can. It's one of the easiest ways to start preparing for the MCAT content and material for free at blueprintmcat.com. They have over 1,600 flashcards for you on a brand new spaced repetition platform. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Go sign up for a free account and get those flashcards for free and study them as a first year, second year, when you're in line waiting for your Chipotle order, whatever you may be waiting for. Go sign up again, blueprintmcat.com. So our question today is from someone who's been out in the workforce and is now wanting to know what their chances are coming back into being a pre-med and wanting to go to medical school. They say, I've been so grateful to have found this form over the last few weeks. Now it's time to address my current status and pre-med journey. Quick stats, former D1 college athlete, BS in public health, MS in healthcare admin, former university professor, healthcare systems and medical ethics, professor for study abroad tour of the Italian healthcare system. That's awesome. One semester course and three weeks in Italian hospitals. 200 hours of ED volunteering in undergrad and 400-hour graduate internship in surgical services and ops. 3.2 undergrad GPA, 2.0 science. Very few science courses, but the ones I did take are C's and D's with no upward trend. I'm currently a patient safety and risk manager at a large teaching hospital. I directly report to the chief medical officer who doubles as a practicing surgeon. Due to my current position, I have unlimited access to shadowing and exposure to all specialties. My plan is to do a do-it-yourself postback and start completely from scratch, Chem 101 and beyond. My burning questions. Are online classes still acceptable due to COVID? All universities in my area are still online indefinitely, but I know my state will make will always take the more conservative route and continue to delay in person later than other states. Should I take, quote, extra courses like anatomy and multiple bios to help boost my GPA, especially since it's clear I've struggled with sciences in the past? Does my current job help my application stand out? What else am I missing that I can begin to tackle? All right, what a great question and a a set of questions here. Well thought out from this person who seems to be very privileged in terms of their access to physicians, which is awesome. So. The question 
that this person led with as the title of their topic is hospital admin to physician. Do I stand a chance? If you know me, if you've been here long enough, if you listen to the pre-med years or mission accepted, almost everyone has a chance. The question is, are you willing to put in the work? That's where most people drop off is they go, it's going to take too long. I don't want to spend the money on courses. I'm out. I'm going to go settle for something else. And that's okay. I wish them the best of luck and all of the happiness in the world. If you want to be a physician, you have to put in the work. And yes, you have to get good enough grades and have a good enough MCAT score and apply to enough schools and tell your story and blah, 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 right? We know we know the journey. So for this student, do they have a chance? Of course, of course. The best part about this question is that 2.0 science GPA. You go, Dr. Gray, why is that the best? Because they said it's only a couple classes. So that science GPA will hopefully move very quickly. And so a thousand percent, the student has thought through everything very well. Start at Chem 101, start very basic, get your feet wet with taking science courses because those C's and D's at this point in your game will hurt. So start with one course, two courses, start very light. It sounds like it's been a while since you've been in school. Take some time to do science, learn study habits for the particular courses that you're going to be taking in that moment. And remember that your study habits, how you study is going to potentially change course to course. So you can't get too rigid as you go through this process. As you're doing that, yes, shadow all of the physicians that you have access to. The one key thing missing here that I think is missing is clinical experience, right? Interacting directly with patients in some sort of clinical way. And when I say that, I don't mean you're the one actually doing things to the patients, but they are the patient in a hospital, in a, uh, in, in a nursing home, in, in their home home, if you're a caregiver, whatever that, that setting is. And remember, it doesn't have to be a traditional clinical setting, but they are a patient and you are taking care of them. You're giving them water. You're, you're talking with them. You're getting them a blanket. You're interacting with them. You're helping ease their fears and concerns and anxiety. That's what it's all about. So we all know basic, I think we all know basic clinical experiences, being an EMT, being a medical assistant, being a CNA, phlebotomist, right? Clinical, clinical experiences. But then there are other ones on top of that. And this student, it sounds like potentially, or future student, if they're not back in classes yet, sounds like they potentially have access to those types of experiences as well. It's just going to be a matter of letting them know, hey, I want to go to medical school. You you all have inspired me. I want to go be a doctor now. I need some experiences. Can I do this? Can I do that? When you have that network, when you are already kind of a a built in person in the hospital, then your access to things increases exponentially, which is awesome, or it typically does. So this student thinking through it, right? Should I take extra courses? Um, I wouldn't yet. Slow down for that. Start with the basics, build a foundation. 
are online courses still an option? So this student asked in March of 2021. It is now October of 2021. So we're getting to this question a little bit later. Most, if not all schools are back in person. I would expect undergrad or I would expect medical schools to prefer, if not outright explicitly want slash require in-person courses moving forward. So just be careful with that. So with COVID, schools moved to accepting online courses when we were back in the spring of 2020, the fall of 2020. And as schools are opening up, undergraduate schools are opening back up, the medical schools are going to want in-person courses. So just be aware of that and don't rely on, oh, because of COVID, I can do online now. Okay, so be very careful with that. A student also asks, does my current job help my application stand out? Now, again, if you've followed me for any period of time, you know that I don't really like this question because I don't think applicants, quote unquote, stand out by, with, with anything in their application. I think there are things in an application that are interesting. And as a human being, I want to talk about those things, but it doesn't stand out. What stands out is that human-to-human connection that you have. And yes, interesting things in your resume build that connection, and that connection is what hopefully builds the memories that that admissions committee member is going to go to the admissions committee and go, we want Johnny because I remember him. He is memorable. She is memorable, whatever, right? So just be careful with that question or that line of thinking of I'm going to do this to stand out or I'm going to do that to stand out. Do things that you want to do and your passion about those things is ultimately what helps you stand out because the connection that you build through writing about that experience, through talking about that experience is what really stands out. And the, the student asked a kind of a, anything else. Is there anything else that I'm not thinking about? And I don't think there is. I, I think being a, a student athlete is great. Again, the passion for being a student athlete will come through in an application, through that writing, through the talking, and people want to talk to you about that. So you can say that helps you, quote, stand out. But again, it's just from the passion that comes from it. Hopefully you like your current job and, and you'll be passionate about writing about that, talking about that, which is great put the story together. Talk about um, what that pivot point was for you. I, I talk about this pivot point now. It's kind of a newer word in my vocabulary about writing your personal statement is you went through this this kind of job and at what point did you go, uh-oh, I, I need to be a doctor, right? So, so as a non-traditional student, you're coming to this a little bit later and you'll have to figure out how to talk about that. Outside of that, though, this student, you've done a great job in figuring out kind of the next steps for you. So take it slow, do well in your classes, do well on the MCAT, and apply to medical school. And lean on that network around you and let them know, hey, I'm applying to medical school. <laughs> like, help me out. <laughs> what can you do for me? All right? Maybe some of them are on the admissions committee. Maybe one of them will write you a letter of recommendation. Those are all key things to think about. This world is very much who you know, who you're connected to, your network. So tell them, tell them. I very often talk to students who are scared to tell people that they're applying to medical school, either for fear of losing their job or for fear of failure and, and worried about being laughed at 
as they don't get in. So have no fear. No one's going to laugh at you for not getting in. They're going to care for you and want to help you and help you figure it out. So tell as many people as possible. All right, that's all I got for you. Sorry about my voice today. I'm still battling a stupid cold. Um, I hope this was helpful for you. Don't forget to go check out blueprintmcat.com for amazing free resources, including that flashcard set, over 1,600 flashcards on their brand new spaced repetition platform. Have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Premeds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.